Hi, I'm Kathy McCabe. I practice on the west coast of Florida. I'm a cataract and refractive surgeon, and today I'm here with... Eric Donenfeld from Long Island, New York, and I'm really so pleased to talk with Kathy. I can't think of a better person to talk about refractive lens exchange than Kathy, and we'll have a great conversation about how to bring refractive lens exchange into your practice. Kathy, how do you find candidates for refractive lens exchange in your practice? So generally those are patients who are coming in either to our primary care portion of the practice and they are there for contacts and they're there for uh, their glasses and they haven't have a conversation about not liking that experience any longer and then they're referred directly for refractive lens exchange or they may come directly to me with other expectations. Maybe they're gonna have a corneal refractive procedure and we really find that there's a better fit with refractive lens exchange. How about you? You know, it's interesting. When, when patients come into my practice with refractive, or may, many times we'll offer them LASIK as an opportunity to, to fix the vision. I say, you can wear glasses, you can wear contact lenses, you can have LASIK. Very rarely does a patient come in who I think is not a candidate for LASIK, do I say, you know, you could consider refractive lens exchange. Almost everyone who comes to me for refractive lens exchange is either coming to me for a LASIK or has been referred specifically for refractive lens exchange. So it's a little bit of a different feel in our practice than mm -hmm. a typical refractive patient. Yeah, that's a, it is a little bit different even than our practice because really I would say that there are patients who come directly thinking LASIK's the only solution. And, uh, and it's really up to me to tell them, look, if you're really looking for near vision, that's not gonna do it for you. Right, and at, at the end of the day, when I'm talking to these patients, what you have to decide is what is in the best interest of the patient. And in the past, I really believed that LASIK was the best option for some of these patients because maybe I wasn't content with my, my cataract surgery skills, I didn't have the lenses I thought could give them the vision they wanted, or I didn't think I could do the enhancements to get them to the vision that they wanted. So in the past, I would felt that LASIK was a better option for patients. I've really shifted away, and my demographics of my patients having LASIK have shifted. They've gotten much younger. For older patients, I'm overwhelmingly today doing refractive lens exchange because number one, my biometry and keratometry are better. I'm hitting my refractive target more often. I feel comfortable doing enhancements and lens exchanges. And I think it's just better for the patients to have a lens procedure than a corneal-based procedure. You know what, and I think another thing that I'm really more sensitive to than I used to be in the past was the quality of the ocular surface and you know challenges even around that as they age. And so I think if I can do something to keep the cornea pristine, really know that I can manage that quality and then give them technology that they can have for a lifetime that doesn't impact that, um, that to me is a real win as well. I agree, you know, LASIK is a great procedure. On younger patients, I, I think it's, it's, it's extraordinary. But to offer a patient a refractive corneal procedure, knowing that five or 10 years later, I'm gonna be coming back with that same patient and doing a lens procedure, I just cut out the middleman and go right to the lens-based procedure. Yeah, and most of the time, they don't need anything on the cornea, but a small percentage, you have to understand, as you you know, know so well, um, are still gonna go back and have a corneal touch-up. So I have to know in my mind that that's, that's okay for this patient and it's a possibility. Absolutely, and that's really a vital part of my conversation with patients. And any patient who comes in for any surgical procedure, the informed consent is critical to them understanding the risks and benefits of the procedure that I think is in their best interest and having them aligned with me on what we wanna do. With refractive lens exchange, 
I think it's even more imperative that we are on the same wavelength. We understand the risks and benefits as well. And we understand the limitations of the technologies we have today. Yeah, so it is a little bit more. I delve into the technology a little bit more with these patients, talking about you know where I think the strengths are and how those strengths and maybe the part that's not as strong for that particular technology match up with their expectations and needs. Um, but I think one of the things I always mention is, you know, technology is always changing, and we have amazing technology now that can really deliver well for all of our patients. But it's like buying my iPhone today. Right. You know, I'm married to my iPhone. I thought iPhone, you know, five was like the most amazing thing ever, and we have like many, yeah. <laughs> many more versions than they, that. They keep getting better, and the future looks even brighter. I know, and so I think, you know, I tell patients one of the things about taking their lens out now, which is great, is that we're marrying them to the current technology. And we're going to see changes in the future that are even going to be more amazing, uh, although it's amazing now. But maybe what we can do, especially with Plano Presbyopes, is kind of give them something that bridges the gap, gives them independence from their reading glasses, but allows us to sort of push the ball down the road a little bit. Agreed. You know, we, we, we mentioned something, and I, I, something just came to me, that patients very commonly come in for LASIK, or they come in for refractive lens exchange because a family member had it. But you know probably my number one reason why I do refractive lens exchange? When I do cataract surgery on a spouse, oh, yeah. and the spouse comes out of, out of the surgery, and the patient is so happy, they turn to the spouse and say, you have to have this done. I mean, they, 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 they are so excited about it. That's probably the best advertising for refractive lens exchange is a family member who's had cataract surgery and it had been had a, a superlative result. I totally agree. And I think again for you know surgeons who are just starting to think about is this something I want to delve into, that's the thing that is gonna reassure them that yes, you know, the spouse did wonderfully, okay, maybe they don't have a visually significant cataract, but they can get that same sort of experience just do it a little bit sooner for the patient. And I think that's like the easy way into it too. Right, and as technology improves, as we hit our refractive mark more completely, as we get better presbyopic solutions, I firmly believe that refractive lens exchange will continue to grow to become a more important part of our practices going forward. I kind of like the fact that maybe we're not gonna see so many super dense cataracts in the future because people will have made a decision to improve their independence from their glass and their glasses and their functionality prior to having these really, you know, more dense cataracts in the future. That is something I strongly wish for. <laughs> That'll make my day in the OR a lot nicer, won't it? You know, I think refractive lens exchange is actually a lot more fun for surgery as well. You know, it's it's the easiest cataract surgery that you'll do, really. Yeah, and highest expectations as well. True. So you, so you have that to deal with, but you're absolutely right. Um, Functionally, very commonly, these patients come back the next day and they'll be 2015 or 2020 the next day after surgery. Mm -hmm. And that wow effect is never more evident than in a patient who's been a hyperopic refractive lens exchange. So what do you come in, what do you do for a patient who comes in who's say 40 years old, a little in the younger on the mm -hmm. uh, presbyopia story, but they might be a, a plus one or something like that, so they're already starting to wear glasses. Do you go right to refractive lens exchange or do we have other alternatives today available to patients? Yeah, so in the past those have been kind of frustrating patients because we're, we're, it's not satisfying to say to a patient, wait a little bit longer so you appreciate me more, which is basically where my conversation is. Right. Um, instead I can say, look, I have something for you that might bridge this time as well. And so that's where these biotic topical drops uh, that are being developed in some that we already have available, I think are really helping us to help those patients 
and allow for time that our comfort level is better in improving their quality of vision and ear as well. I completely agree with you. And uh, just this year, uh, we had the approval of a pilocarpine presbyopic solution that's uh, uh, available on the market now. We probably have another six or seven that will be coming in the next year or two. So there'll be a lot of different medications that are available. Some are shorter acting, some are longer acting, some make the pupils a little smaller, some a little bit larger. So there'll be differences between these medications, but they all have in common that they increase the ability, the patient's depth of focus. And it's a wonderful bridge from a patient who's not a candidate for LASIK to go from a from needing glasses all the time to maybe five or 10 years later where you might consider a clear lens extraction. So we have a, 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 a new tool in the toolbox. We have LASIK for the younger patients. We have for the middle-aged patients, we have pharmaceutical solutions. And then for the older patients, we can move on to uh, lens, clear lens exchange or eventually cataract surgery. And I think the nice thing about this particular part in that bridge where, you know, there's no defined time when it's best to do it or not is, you know, you try it, the patient uses it. As you said, we'll have lots of choices in the future. And as long as you can find a topical cho choice that's allowing them to function the way they want, great. If there isn't one, then we're just back having the same conversation we would have anyway. So trying these solutions for those patients is just, it's a kind of a win-win, a I think. I, I completely agree with you. So um, we've talked today a lot about dealing with presbyopia, dealing with hyperopes. We've talked about clear lens extraction. We've talked a little bit about pharmaceutical advances as well, which I think are extraordinarily exciting. Any closing comments in, in your mind about clear lens extraction and, and where it fits into your practice? Yeah, I think the really exciting thing is that with the technologies, first, to hit our targets, as you've said as well, and also to provide the patient with a result that meets our expectations and needs for a lifetime, as well as these bridging um, things that we can do as well with pharmaceuticals, we really have something in our toolbox for everyone. And I think that's the really the big message for me is that we have the ability to meet that. We have lots of tools and it's exciting to be able to deliver that for patients. Well, Kathy, you said it beautifully and I completely agree with you. For years, uh, as ophthalmologists, I think we viewed presbyopia as a cosmetic concern. And for those of us who deal with patients who are presbyopic on a routine basis, it's more than a cosmetic procedure. It affects quality of life, it affects workplace functionality, and it affects safety for a lot of professions as well. So managing patients who are presbyopic and offering them pharmaceutical or surgical solutions to their presbyopia is one of the most rewarding parts of our practice, and I think is a part of our practice that will continue to grow year in and year out and will become a major part of our practice in the very near future. I personally am very much looking forward to refractive lens exchange with true accommodating lenses. That's where I think it's gonna really take off. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm personally looking forward to lots of wonderful solutions for a lifetime that will solve my presbyopia as well. So I identify with my patients, I'm excited for all the options we have and the ones to come as well. Well, Kathy, what a great time I had with you today. I've learned so much. It's always great listening to your pearls. And uh, I wanna thank all of you for joining us on the Modern Refractive Lens Exchange Practice.